America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. Dr. Dan Royal, and you are listening to The Royal Treatment. The Royal Treatment is here every week to answer your health questions. We all have questions. If you don't have questions, you don't get answers. So think about what your questions might be. If you have a question, feel free to email me at droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at royalmedicalclinic, all one word, dot com. Or call us at 702-562-1454. 702-562-1454. We're here in Las Vegas. This is where I practice in the Turtle Healing Band Clinic. Turtle Healing Band Clinic is affiliated with the Indian Nation. It's under the supervision of the Crow Nation. And it is one of our sponsors. Thank you, Turtle Healing Band Clinic, or as we sometimes say, THBC. The other sponsor is the First Nation Medical Board, also under the jurisdiction of the Crow Nation, First Nation Medical Board has been set up to license practitioners of traditional medicine, also known as indigenous medicine throughout this country. Why? There's not one state in this country that has exercised jurisdiction over the practice of indigenous medicine. Now, there are some states that have established boards for the regulation of nature paths. 23, which means there are 27 states where nature paths are not licensed, including here in Nevada, where I practice in Las Vegas. There's another group that's joining with us, the Ayurvedic Medicine Group, which actually has a educational university, if you will, a four-year program that has been approved by the state of Texas. And guess what? Not one state in 50 in this country has exercised jurisdiction of the practice of Ayurvedic medicine. So it's a perfect marriage. And you'll be hearing more about that in the weeks to come. Well, we've got some interesting things we want to talk about here on the show today. As always, we'll be going through obituaries. Probably the only radio station in the world that actually takes time to look at obituaries. Sounds morbid, but it's actually quite interesting. There's much that can be learned by observing who's dying too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. And we review this locally as well as internationally. We're also going to be looking at some recent studies that have come out. We look at our current events. That will be coming up later in the program. And we're also going to be talking about GMOs. I'll probably do that in the second half of the program and then go through our current events during the uh, last segments, third and fourth segments of the show. So let's get started. First of all, we're going to be looking at people who died too young from disease they shouldn't have had locally. This is in the Las Vegas and Reno, Nevada areas. Why do we do this? Well, guess what? Life expectancy is decreasing. I gave a talk this last weekend to the Nevada Homeopathic Medical Association up there in Reno, Nevada, where I reported on the results of our Nagala study this past year. We had a very successful clinical study where those who took our oral product, a Nagalase modifier, were able to reduce their Nagalase by 82% during the first month and over 90% if they stuck with it for two months or more. We also found that it lowered the AMS or cancer antibody levels uh, 100% if they stuck with it for at least two 
months. And one of the things that I mentioned to them during my lecture was this very fact. Life expectancy is decreasing in the United States. And if you listen to the program, you know that the average age in this country for men and a woman is about 78.5. For women, it's about 81. For men, it's about 76. And the average life expectancy in the United States has been declining for the last three years. Last happened during 1916, 17, 18, when we had a World War One and an international flu pandemic, which we refer to as the dumb doctor pandemic, prescribing anti-inflammatories like aspirin to treat flu, which is the real cause of death. Even today, people don't die from the flu. That's ridiculous. The flu is an innocuous virus, but they do die from the treatment of the flu. Point is, when the statistics are in for 2018, life expectancy will have decreased for four years in a row, setting a new record in the United States. It has never happened before. This might explain why the United States ranks about 46 worldwide for its quality of health care, which is also declining. So if you want health, you're not going to find it in the sick care disease management system upon which our current insurance is based. You're going to have to take matters into your own hands. And there is an insurance company we do work with, by the way. It is the old major medical policy where you have a low premium, high deductible and health savings accounts. This policy is issued through a company called Heritage Health and Wellness. I've had their CEO on my program in the past, but if you're interested, we have the applications here in our clinic and on our website. What's interesting is this particular policy is being issued through or supported by the Hopi Indian Nation. It is a means of economic development for them, so it dovetails very nicely with what we're doing with the Crow Nation for the First Nation Medical Board and the Turtle Healing Band Clinic. Well, we're running out of time in our first segment, but when we come back, we will be reviewing the obituaries. Remember, our purpose here today is to enlighten you and to educate you with information you can use to optimize your health and well-being. And our hope is that you will learn one new thing on today's program. So your time with us will have been well spent. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion. Stay right with us. After forming all the organs and body components necessary for human life, stem cells disappear, right? No! Stem cells are present in all of us just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate organs, joints, ligaments, muscles, and other body tissues they originally formed. Dr. Dan Royal has developed a unique patent-pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help rejuvenate your body? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Your own naturally occurring stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. They can be used to improve facial appearance and hair growth, as well as for aches, pains, and other conditions. Could your own stem cells help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out by calling Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. Hey everyone, Dave Escher here introducing you to our new store, the Nevada Marketplace in the Reno Town Mall. Anchored with the Buy Nevada First gift shop, we've added over 60 micro shops, giving locals a place to set up their dream store. We are now 20,000 square feet strong, supporting over 250 local merchants with all things made in Nevada and more. We have more locals in one place than anywhere in the state, ready to help you find that perfect gift. We're open every day with easy parking at Peckham and Virginia. Go to buynevadafirst.com, your source for all things local. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference. Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown. Beefy's, the best little diner in the biggest little city. Cheeseburgers extraordinaire, chili cheese omelets, and the best milkshakes in Midtown and Reno. Beefy's, try the full Beefy's menu and beer on tap. Beefy's, South Virginia at Arroyo. Midtown Reno, experience the difference. Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team. But 
I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. We want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. We are back to the show, and I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. As mentioned earlier, we're here every week to answer your health questions. Why? Well, frankly, because we care. We're sick and tired of seeing people who are sick and tired and not getting any help or relief. One of the things we offer here that you should know about is our own proprietary means of doing stem cells. Everybody wants to know about stem cells, and you can obtain them from various sources, of course, mesenchymal cells from bone marrow and from the fat. You can also get pluripotent stem cells. If you'd like the handout that explains what those are, feel free to email me at droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. D is in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L at Royal Medical Clinic, all one word, dot com. I'll be happy to send it to you. I had a patient who was here just this morning to discuss this issue. She'll be coming in next week to have her blood drawn and receive the treatment. However, before the treatment, you must take a product. The product is designed to attract stem cells into your bloodstream where we can then harvest them because stem cells are in all the tissues of your body, but they're not in your blood. There's something we must do to attract them into your blood. Simple. It requires taking a supplement with specific instructions. So it's very interesting because the FDA is trying to claim that they are a drug when you're harvesting them from the patient. Even autologous stem cells? That's right. I'm now part of a team helping to defend some physicians in California that the FDA is suing, claiming that the stem cells they harvest from the individual patients and then give back to them during the same visit after processing them is a drug. How ridiculous is that? Each and every patient gets their own designer drug made from their own fat? Hardly. Anyway, stay tuned on that because there is yet more to come on this subject. There are forces that do not want you to be healthy or think that you can be younger or can slow or reverse your aging. Instead, they want everyone sick and dying. Why? Well, I think you can figure out the reasons, but there's no reason why you need to be a statistic, a lemon, following everyone else off the cliff. Not necessary. We need leaders. One of the things that I shared with the Nevada Homeopathic Association, where I spoke this last weekend, is that we need leaders with courage. Here's a quote, which I think you might find of interest. This comes from the book, Seven Wonders That Will Change Your Life, written by Glenn Beck and Keith Ablo. Quote says, everything can begin to change for the better in a single hour, never mind a month or a year. Your commitment to move forward, despite adversity, is the force that actually paves the way. Finding the courage inside you is finding God, and God helps clear the way for your purest and best intentions. It is an inexplicable higher power inside us. The amount of courage you show in life will be one of your greatest legacies. Think about that, how you can make a difference in your life, listeners, by exercising courage or pursuing what you're passionate about. Last night I had a phone conversation with a physician who practices OBGYN, meaning she delivers babies, and she wants to do something else. It's a very high-stress part of our profession where the medical malpractice is very high, and the expectations 
are also unrealistically high, where anything less than perfection could end up in a lawsuit. So we talked about some of the options. It seems like everybody's having to reinvent themselves about every five years now, even physicians. But especially if you're in the area, such as I am, of health, wellness, optimization, because there's always new things that are coming along, and that's what we hope to share with you. But before we get to that, let's pick up where we left off during the first segment, and that is obituaries. You want to look now at people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. Starting off locally here in the Las Vegas, Reno areas in Nevada, we have a 26-year-old man, a North Las Vegas detention officer, passed away. 32-year-old man, a staff sergeant in the U.S. Army, passed away, leaving behind two children. By the way, last week on our program, we did review, I believe, what it takes to be in military shape. You can be in military shape. Perhaps we'll review that again today before the program is over. 43-year-old woman, a ski patroller and instructor, passed away from cancer. She was 43. 53-year-old man who worked in the pawn shop industry passed away unexpectedly, which means sudden heart attack. 54-year-old woman, a vice president of human resources, passed away at her home, probably from a heart condition. That's usually what causes sudden death syndrome. What you mean by sudden death syndrome is where you have no parasympathetic tone. This can actually be tested with heart rate variability, which I've done often on my practice over the years. If a person is all sympathetic and no parasympathetic, guess what? They're at risk for sudden death syndrome. You can also check infants who die from what's called SIDS disease, infant sudden infant death syndrome. Something has caused them to lose their parasympathetic tone. And if there's a problem with the heart, then they likely will not recover. We have a 54-year-old man who passed away, a 57-year-old man who passed away from natural causes during a nap. 57-year-old woman, the mother of three children, three grandchildren, passed away from heart disease. 58-year-old woman who worked for the United States Postal Service passed away after a long, heroic battle with cancer. Seems like cancer always wins these battles, by the way. It's unfortunate. We have a 59-year-old woman who raised seven children and 13 grandchildren passed away peacefully at her home. A 60-year-old man, a computer teacher who also coached baseball, passed away unexpectedly at his home. What was the cause? You know the answer. Sudden death syndrome from heart attack. 61-year-old man, a produce clerk, passed away. 65-year-old man, an electrician, passed away peacefully. 65-year-old woman, a family physician, passed away. A 66-year-old man who worked as a carpenter, passed away. A 67-year-old man who worked as a hotel doorman and chief concierge, passed away. A 68-year-old man who served in the U.S. Marine Corps, passed away. 68-year-old man, a manager for Capital Cigar and Candy, succumbed to cancer peacefully. 69-year-old woman who worked in the gaming industry passed away from cancer. A 72-year-old man, a plant manager and foreman, passed away after a short illness. 73-year-old woman passed away after a short fight with her lung cancer. 73-year-old man who fought a lifelong battle with cerebral palsy and diabetes passed away from cancer. 74-year-old woman who was a teacher with Washoe County School District passed away unexpectedly. So those are the people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had locally. We're going to look now at the international deaths of celebrity notables. First, we start off with Neron Ball, American football player for the NFL Oakland Raiders, died at 27 years of age from an arteriovenous malformation, which is a brain disorder or hemorrhage. It's congenital. We have Jarcino Peter, Kurikoan soccer player for the national team, died at 31 years of age from a heart attack. Claudio Ochoa Felix, a Mexican model, died at 32 years of age from alcohol poisoning after consuming one too many drinks. Did you know that you can die from alcohol? Well, she was drinking in the nightclub. She went home, had a few more drinks, went to sleep, and never woke up. Magdalene Burns, Scottish YouTuber, died at 36 years of age from a glioblastoma brain tumor. Nodar Kaduri, Georgian politician and minister of finance, died at 49 years of age from heart disease. Alessandro Villori, Italian film director, died at 54 years of age from a heart attack. Daniel Johnston, an American singer, songwriter, visual artist, died at 58 years of age from a heart attack. Ghulam Jilani, Pakistani politician, member of the Provincial Assembly of Sindh, died at 62 years of age after a brief ailment. 
Nanaya Nayama, Ghanan royal princess, queen of Sudayama, died at 64 years of age after an illness of some sort. Mark von Hagen, American military historian, died at 65 years of age from anal cancer. Fred McLeod, American sportscaster for the NBA Cleveland Cavaliers, died suddenly at 67 years of age. Roberto Leal, Portuguese-Brazilian singer, died at 67 years of age from skin cancer. Jeff Finholt, American actor from Jesus Christ Superstar and TV evangelist, died at 68 years of age after battling ailing health. Rachel Reeves, American newspaper publisher for the Miami Times, died at 69 years of age after her long illness for several years. Eddie Money, American rock musician, died at 7 years of age from esophageal cancer. Laszlo Rajik Jr., Hungarian architect, died at 7 years of age after a brief but serious illness. Of course, it was serious because it killed him. Shapi Saleh, Malaysian politician, minister of education, died at 72 years of age in the hospital from abdominal complications. Brian Barnes, Scottish golfer and former Ryder Cup player, died at 74 years of age after a short illness from cancer. Sam Davis, American NFL player for the Pittsburgh Steelers, died at 75 years of age from dementia at the time he was living in a personal care home. Rick Okasik, American Hall of Fame musician with the Cars and record producer, died 75 years of age at his home. And he had issues with emphysema, among other things. Laszlo Martin, Hungarian theater director, died at 76 years of age after a long-term but serious illness. Linda Babalal, Trinidadian politician, president of the Senate, died at 78 years of age after three weeks in the hospital with pneumonia. Akalisi Pohivi, Tongan politician and prime minister, died at 78 years of age from pneumonia as well. Jean Bach, American baseball player, died at 82 years of age from complications due to abdominal aneurysm surgery. I mention that because what is the number three cause of death in the United States? You got it. Medical mistakes and side effect of prescription drugs. And finally, last but not least, Anne Sidon's American novelist died at 83 years of age from lung cancer. You know you can get lung cancer from other things than smoking, right? We'll talk about that after the break. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. Listen to the Royal Treatment. We've just reviewed obituaries of people who died too young from disease they shouldn't have. Don't let that happen to you. We'll continue our discussion after the break. Stay with us. Low-dose chemotherapy uses only 10 to 20% of full-dose chemo, and it's known as IPT, or insulin-potentiated therapy. It's one of the safest and most innovative approaches to treating cancer effectively. IPT virtually eliminates side effects of full-dose chemo, such as nausea, hair loss, and fatigue. Could IPT be the answer you've been searching for? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. IPT uses low-dose chemo with insulin. Cancer cells have up to 20 times more insulin receptors and use up to 20 times more sugar than normal cells. That's why cancer cells thrive while normal cells struggle to survive. One study showed that using low-dose chemo with insulin resulted in a 10,000% increase in cancer-killing ability. Could IPT with low-dose chemo and insulin help you? Call Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for IPT. That's 702-562-1454. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no. What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Well, Jason, I've got to tell you, you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself. So, should we talk about the job? What, the job? 
Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You are listening to The Royal Treatment. Before the break, we reviewed obituaries, people who died too young from disease they shouldn't have had locally and internationally. The question was, before the break, did you know you can get lung cancer from something other than smoking the entry is yes you can you can get lung cancer from exposure to radon gas where do you get radon gas exposure well you get in the areas that are endemic with uranium in the soil typically this happens in the basement of homes that are not well ventilated the uranium produces radon gas which when inhaled obviously has some deleterious effects. We often see this in patients, or I should say heavy metal, radioactive elements in patients in whom we do urine testing after giving them a challenge to eliminate environmental poisons. This is a heavy metal toxin test. We use a chelating agent, IV. We have them collect urine. Typically, we do it for about eight hours. Depending on how much agent you give, you may do it over 24 hours. For example, a patient we did recently, we had him check for, well, in this case, it was 24 hours. And here's what we found. We had tested him before. We had treated him. But even after treatment, the levels can still be elevated. They can go up and get worse before they get better. This is because the initial screen is only looking what's available, readily available in your plasma. But after that, once you start removing it, the body will dump into the bloodstream for elimination What's in the deeper tissue stores? What it's hiding, in other words. That's why it can get worse, because we really don't know how much is in the tissues until we start treating. Anyway, in this patient, we did a follow-up test, and he was found to be elevated in cadmium and lead, which is very typical in people that live in the city or exposed to pollution, secondhand smoke, and so forth. But then you find things you don't necessarily expect, such as radioactive elements. In this case, barium and cesium. Sparium and cesium. Now, of course, we also check for other radioactive elements that will show up, such as gadolinium, which in and of itself has been found to cause problems in patients. Gadolinium is a current contrast agent being used for MRIs, CAT scans, etc. It has problems all of its own. And, of course, we also check for thallium. We check for uranium. This is all part of the profile. If you're interested in knowing whether or not you have radioactive elements in your system because they're not going anywhere and eventually they're there long enough they will all cause cancer then you can call us and make an appointment so we can get you scheduled for the testing call 702-562-1454 that's here at the turtle band healing clinic where i work 702-562-1454 now i want to talk about something that is actually somewhat political but somewhat, well, I should say definitely related to our health. That's GMOs. We don't spend a lot of time about it, but I did want you to make or make you aware that on June 11, 2019, the President of the United States, President Donald Trump, issued an executive order making it easier for genetically modified products, GM products, to be sold in the U.S. and worldwide. President Trump's executive order streamlines the regulatory maze, which he believes is somehow holding back GMO cartels 
from dumping more of these food products on unsuspecting Americans and the rest of the world. I'm sure his intentions were good or possibly influenced by lobbyist money, which so many political decisions are. But let's continue on. William Ingdahl reports, as new studies continue to point to direct link between the widely used glycophosphate herbicide and various forms of cancer, the agribusiness lobby fights ferociously to ignore and discredit evidence of human and other damage. A second U.S. court jury case just ruled that Monsanto, now part of the German Bear Company, must pay $81 million in damages, $81 million, to plaintiff Edwin Hardeman. Why? Well, Mr. Hardeman contracted non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer from his consumption of glycophosphate-contaminated foods. The ruling and a lineup of another 11,000 pending cases in United States courts are going after the effects of glycophosphate. They have hit bare hard with the company announcing several thousand layoffs as its stock prices plunge. New independent studies show that those with highest exposure to glycophosphate have a 41% increased risk of developing non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer. A meta-analysis of six studies containing nearly 65,000 participants looked at links between glycophosphate-based herbicides and an immune suppression, endocrine disruption, and genetic alterations. The authors found that the same key finding, exposure to GBHs, or glycophosphate-based herbicides, are associated with an increased risk of NHL. What's NHL? Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Further, they stated that glycophosphate alters the gut microbiome and that this could impact the immune system, promote chronic inflammation, and contribute to susceptibility of invading pathogens. Glycophosphate may also act as an endocrine disrupting chemical because it has been found to recently alter sex hormone production in both male and female rats. In the long-term animal study by the French scientists under Giles Eric Serlini, Michael Antionou and associates, it was demonstrated that even ultra-low levels of glycophosphate herbicides cause non-alcoholic liver disease. The levels the rats were exposed to per kilogram of body weight were far lower than what is allowed in our food supply. According to the Mayo Clinic today, after four decades or more pervasive use of glycophosphate pesticides, 100 million or one out of three Americans now have liver disease of some sort. These diagnoses are seen in Americans as young as eight years old. The Institute for Responsible Technology, a public interest group, which exposes GMOs, published an article entitled 65 Health Risks of GM Foods. 65. So let's look at a few of them. Here's a study where glycophosphate modified potatoes were engineered and fed to rats. They developed potentially precancerous cell growth in their digestive tract, inhibited development of the brains, livers, and testicles, also showed partial atrophy of the liver, enlarged pancreases and intestines, and immune system damage. The cause was not the insecticide, but in all likelihood, the process of genetic engineering. Remember GMO, genetically modified organophosphates, genetically modified foods. Genetically modified foods on the market were created with the same process and they have not been subject to an extensive testing protocol. That was what happened when GM glycophosphate modified potatoes were fed to rats. Now let's look at what happened when GM glycophosphate modified tomatoes got uh, when they were fed to rats and what happened. Actually, the rats developed bleeding stomachs and several died. The rats were fed GM flavor saver tomatoes for 28 days. Seven of the 20 rats developed stomach lesions or bleeding ulcers. Another seven of the 40 died within two weeks and were replaced in the study. Lucky though, those rats. The tomato was approved despite unresolved safety questions by FDA science scientists watch out for the gm flavor saver tomato then we have rats that were fed roundup ready 
canola. Here's what happened. The liver of these rats that were fed GM, glycophosphate modified canola, were 12 to 16% heavier than those that were fed non-GM varieties. The liver in a chemical factory and primary, the liver is the chemical factory and primary detoxifier of the body. Heavier livers may indicate the liver disease or inflammation is present. If this were caused by oil-soluble toxins, they may be present in canola oil. Watch out for that. Another genetically modified food. And finally, we have some genetically modified cotton fields that the sheep were found to be grazing on. After the cotton harvest in parts of India, sheep herds grazed continuously on the what they called BT cotton plants. Reports from four villages revealed that about 25% of the sheep died within one week after consuming these cotton fields treated with a genetically modified herbicide. Postmortem studies suggested a toxic reaction. Now, the promotion of GMS, GMOs and glycophosphates didn't start with President Donald Trump's executive order. Rather, it is a continuation from all administrations since the inception of GMOs and the use of industrial herbicides and pesticides. This has been ongoing. So, forewarned is forearmed. You want to eat as close to nature as possible. We all need to really know how to grow our own food, but certainly we need to make better informed health choices. Of course, you can't be 100% accurate with everything that you're consuming, and this is why we emphasize to our patients to invest in your health every single day. But also to invest in your detoxification every single day. When we say invest in your health, we're talking about such things as simple things. Exercising, getting adequate sleep. We're going to talk about that in the upcoming segments today. Taking nutritional supplements, that's a no-brainer. But you need to be taking products that actually work. Professional quality products. I just had this discussion yesterday with a patient of mine who claimed that the Magnesium potassium aspartate she was taking was affecting her bowels, which I said should not be the case because that means it's not being absorbed. Turns out she bought a product from Amazon. We switched her back to the real thing that we have in our office. As far as detoxification, you can do coffee treatments. You can do the sauna, steam room, drink adequate water, and so forth. I'm Dr. Dan Moore. You're listening to The World Treatment. We'll continue our discussion after the break. Stay with us. Can your own stem cells heal you? The miracle of life begins when an egg and a sperm unite. They form a single stem cell. Stem cells will keep dividing until directed by the body to become something else. Natural occurring stem cells can be found in all tissues of your body. Can your own stem cells help your body heal and repair itself? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Dr. Royal has developed the unique patent-pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help your body heal and repair itself? Are you a cancer patient in remission who needs rejuvenation for optimal health and wellness? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. Ready for a live game of Clue? For nearly 30 years, Fun Time Theater has held private and monthly dinner murder mysteries. Each night is different, and each event includes dinner and a show. You're the detective, and your job is to figure out who did what to who and why. At the end of the night, a super sleuth and not-so-super sleuth are awarded prizes. This is a great event for a birthday or holiday party and team-building events for your office. Visit FunTimeTheater.com to make your reservations and use promo code RADIO for $5 off each admission. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference. Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown. Ponderosa Meats, the anchor of Midtown since 1954. USDA choice, USDA prime cut. Ponderosa grass-fed beef. Call 775-322-4063. Ponderosa Meats, tradition, quality, and prime service. Midtown Reno. Experience the difference. Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. As an 18-year-old, I let my mistakes kind of take over my life. I was 0.5 credits away from completing high school, and I didn't do it. Ten years later, at age 28, 
Jackie finished her high school diploma. When I found out that I was pregnant, I know that I had to do something for myself if I wanted to make her a better person and provide a better life for her. My family never stopped pushing for me to be better because they knew what I could become and who I could become as a person. My support team is amazing. The educational director, my sister, and even my seven-year-old daughter has just been more than the support that I could ask for. I've been given an opportunity, and I'm just thankful for it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. We are back to the show. You're listening to Dr. Dan Royal with the Royal Treatment. Before the break, we were talking about GMO. These are genetically modified foods and their deleterious effects on, well, potentially humans, of course, but what they're causing to the animals, in this case, the rats and the sheep, in, in which they have been tested. But by and large, they have not really done any large-scale testing in humans. And so the jury is still out. We're still learning how bad they really are. And, of course, Big Pharma, or in this case, Big Agriculture, doesn't want you to know. They simply want our government to sign off because these particular foods, of course, last longer. They don't deteriorate as quickly as fresh foods, which means that they can be stored and shipped more easily. But there's also a downside when we start messing with Mother Nature. The downside is when you eat these products, you can get sick, develop cancer, and die. Perhaps that's an oversimplification, but the bottom line is the healthier you are, are the longer you live, hopefully with a good quality of life. And to stay that way, you need to have healthy food to keep you that way. So as I mentioned before the break, forewarned is forearmed. Make good health decisions when it comes to what you take into your body every single day. Now we're going to be talking about some current events. First, I wanted to make you aware that there was a recent publication which reported that a particular antibiotic can cause some serious side effects. No real surprise there. But this particular antibiotic has been found to have and some known serious side effects dating back, well, quite a while. And this side effect is relatively recent. Exposure to fluoroquinone or quinolone, an antibiotic often prescribed for lung infections, even bladder infections, is linked to a heightened risk of left-sided valvular regurgitation. That's a heart valve defect. This is what the analysis of adverse re- event reporting data showed. Fluoroquinones overall held a significant 45% higher likelihood of valvular regurgitation. Now, if you get something like that, the treatment is going to require surgery, replacement of your valve. That's not easily corrected. And this comes from the adverse events report to the FDA adverse events reporting system. The likelihood was higher than the other drugs were reported during this period of time between 2004 and 2018. So we're looking at the 14 period of time. Fluoroquinones were found to have 2.4 times greater risk of developing mitral and aortic regurgitation. Now that's both valves, left and right-sided valves, compared to patients on the narrow-spectrum penicillin group antibiotic amoxicillin, which did not cause it, 1.7 times greater risk when compared to patients on azithromycin. I'm talking about fluoroquinones. By the way, azithromax or azithromycin, I've never seen do anything for anybody. It does have a side effect itself of causing, causing heart arrhythmias. We prescribe it for no one, but people like to take it because supposedly you can take it for a few days and be better. I've never seen anyone better from taking that one. Patients with aortic regurgitation should not be prescribed a fluoroquinolone, obviously. 
unless absolutely necessary, where benefits outweigh the risk. I don't know where that could be possible when there are so many other antibiotics to choose from. Why this one is needed for some magical healing, one can only guess. Further studies are needed to fully characterize the incremental risk of valvular heart disease and other adverse events in patients treated with fluoroquinones. That's what the authors of this study concluded. But there's a bigger issue here, too. What does it say about our system when a class of drugs, in this case, fluoroquinones, type of antibiotic, one that has been on the market for over 20 years, continues to have new, concerning information that emerges in the face of 32.5 million outpatient prescriptions in the United States in 2015 alone? Now, the FDA has warned about aortic dissection or aneurysm, which can be fatal within minutes if it ruptures, and other risks that appear to arise from disruption of collagen and connective tissue by fluoroquinones. So it's not just aortic regurgitation or valvular distortion. It's already known to cause aortic dissection, uh, dissection or aneurysm, as well as disruption in your collagen connective tissue of other organs. The researchers in the study, they looked at 125,000 control subjects, and out of those, 12,505 cases, they found that the average participant, I shouldn't say participant, or average subject studied was mostly male, 56.3%, and the average age was around 58.1 years. Now, what's interesting is that current fluoroquinolone exposure was determined by an active prescription at index of 30 days before the event. Recent fluoroquinolone exposure was considered as being used between 31 and 60 days. So if you use the drug between one and two months, you were at highest risk because if you used it longer than that, you were not found to be at risk. That's fluoroquinones, an antibiotic, one you should probably stay away from. There are certainly others out there that are much less risky and don't cause the side effects of death now and, and heart disorders now being associated with fluoroquinones. Here's an interesting study. This has to do with Helicobacter pylori. It's a bacteria that is often found in the stomach of patients, theoretically, who have gastric ulcers. I had a patient like this recently. We just got her labs back this morning. Now, you can check the labs with some of the laboratories for Helicobacter pylori. Get that straight or H. pylori, you can look at the antibodies for IgG, IgM, that's past and current exposure. But there's also one which I consider more interesting, more specific, I should say, that's the IgA. In her case, the IgG and IgM were negative. IgA was positive, which means that she does have something going on with the mucosa of her gut. Chinese researchers from the Shandong Intervention Trial found a durable and statistically significant decrease in gastric cancer incidence and mortality within two weeks of Helicobacter pylori treatment. The protective effect of this treatment on gastric cancer incidence was durable, persisting for 22.3 years. Now, the incidence also decreased significantly with the addition of selenium, vitamin E, vitamin C, but no significant decrease was seen with garlic supplements. All three interventions significantly reduced cancer mortality. In other words, they were looking at ways and means of eliminating helicobacter pylori with something other than drugs. They had a few different groups they were looking at, those that were treated uh, with the conventional methodology using drugs, those who were treated using vitamin mineral supplementation, and finally, those who were treated using garlic supplementation. These findings suggest many potential strategies for gastric cancer prevention. Payne and his associates wrote they cautioned, however, that public health campaigns promoting treatment supplements need to be found on large-scale intervention trials to determine the beneficial and adverse effects of these options. So that sounds like you're trying to subject natural products to the same standards of pharmaceutical prescri prescriptions, which is totally and completely, in my opinion, unnecessary. Why? Because we already know that these Natural products are safe. We subject the drug to more rigorous studies because they have serious side effects and adverse outcomes. In fact, according to the FDA, when these drugs are put into a clinical trial, you have phase one and phase two. Phase one is a study to determine if the drug is safe. Phase two is to determine whether or not the drug is actually effective for a particular condition. Guess how many drugs actually make it through phase one? If you said 33%, 
you are right on, my friends. One third of the drugs don't are, are the only ones that make it through. That means two thirds of drugs don't even make it through phase one. They're not even found to be safe at all. That means the patients that participated were found to have such serious side effects, the study had to be discontinued. Don't think because you're participating in a clinical trial that it is somehow something special. It's often a drug whereby they're using you as a guinea pig to determine what are the serious side effects, adverse outcomes of this medication. The ones that don't make it probably caused someone to die. Anyway, going on in the China study, they found that gastric cancer was somewhat more common in the rural areas. And as I mentioned earlier, they divided these villages or participants from the villages into three groups using a standardized drug treatment, vitamin supplementation, or garlic. Some even might have gotten placebo. Vitamin supplements that were given include vitamin C, E, and selenium. And there was a period of time when they also included beta carotene. And the garlic arm participants received a couple of capsules twice a day. And a minute amount of garlic oil was added to placebo to maintain the masking so they wouldn't know what they were getting. Anyway, the bottom line is during 1995 to 2017, out of, well, 151 incidents of gastric cancer, 94 deaths from gastric cancer that were identified a large percentage, about 80%, occurred in the patients that were found to have helicobacter pylori, H. pylori, at their baseline. In the treatment arm, they found that cancer deaths were less in the patients that had taken the vitamins, as well as the patients that had taken the garlic. A recent Japanese study reported that the prophylactic eradication of the infection following resection of early-stage gastric cancer also significantly reduced the risk of spreading the disease. Interestingly, the conclusion was that it is impossible to determine which certain components of garlic and vitamin supplements were more responsible than others in affecting the outcomes. In other words, medicine is always trying to break things down into a product's individual components, not understanding the power of synergy. Mother Nature has put things together in such a way that all the component parts need to work together for maximum benefit. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment. Hope your time with us has been well spent. We'll be back again next week with another episode of The Royal Treatment. Until then, you, my friends, may you all be well.